Welcome to the Man Up or Shut Up Show, where four men unite in search of the truth. Feelings will be hurt. Talk to your doctor to see if this information is right for you. All right. Thank you for joining us for another special episode. We're um, on, uh, I guess this is going to be episode two of our specials. We try to do it, we'll try to do them at least once a year. Probably roughly around November, although you probably won't see it until December if I had to guess. But um, there's a bunch of stuff that happened. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to introduce everyone. We have Peter. Hello. Yes, that's nice. Uh, Dimitri. Hello. Even better. <laughs> Tony, you guys have seen yes. him from the last one. Yep. And then we have another one, which is uh, Ruslan. Uh, these two are my brothers. Uh, if the family resemblance doesn't show... That's what it is, and uh, yay. Anyway, <laughs> so a uh, couple of things have happened in the recent uh, months. We had a bunch of strikes, we had some warnings, and then they decided they just didn't like us enough, so they kicked us off of uh, YouTube altogether. Now, uh, we're not ones to give up, so we're going to make another YouTube channel, and we're going to call it something. We'll find out what we're going to call it. I did. We have a walk and talk that I did say a few names. It might be that. It might not be. Who knows? We'll find out. And I might not post that on YouTube because I don't want them finding out. But please follow us on Rumble. Please uh, subscribe and all that other fun stuff. We don't have as much people here because this is um, a platform that we were doing as a secondary. Um, and honestly, I, I kind of want to do this as a first and then YouTube as a secondary from now on. Yeah. Uh, we still have uh, the podcast that we post. So if you can't get us on YouTube, you should be able to find us on Apple. Uh, if you go man up or shut up, you'll find us on Apple Podcasts. So, uh, you know, please join us, listen to us, uh, like, subscribe, review, all that fun stuff. If you don't like us, uh, go watch someone else. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of pink-haired feminists that you can listen to. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so with that in mind, you know, we, we just decided we wanted to uh, do a, well, fast or slow or long or short, I'm not sure, we'll see, episode today. Special edition. Yes, special edition episode two. Thank you so much for everyone for joining us. Um, today our topic is going to be uh, a little uh, fluid like your mom. Uh, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, no, no, that was that was a terrible joke. The point is, it was uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a specific topic, but if we decide to change uh, topics, that's totally okay. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about is we are all Christians. Every single one of us here uh, believes the Bible. We we are very strong about that. We've always talked about that in the show. Uh, at the end of the day, we might not agree on everything, but there is one thing that. Is, ties us all together it's the world christian um one of one of the topics that came up was divorce um, and what we think about it so we have a person who we most of us uh, actually respect uh, or to an extent respect right so he's he's done a lot of good things that i personally like and personally agree with uh his name is ken hoven so he's he's uh a basically a creationist or creation evolution uh, evolutionist uh, he basically uh, argues or debates people who believe in evolution and he you know backs the bible about everything um, and for that aspect I really respect him and I really like his position on all of this stuff 
So, but there is one really glaring thing that's made people dislike him a lot. It's that he's on his fourth marriage. That's, you know, that means he's been divorced multiple times. Just like anything else, there's, you know, situations that cause this to happen. What we want to talk about is what we think about it, what the Bible thinks about it, how we, how we look at it. And at the end of the day, you know, we're all guys, so... You know, don't misunderstand this. At the end of the day, we we're against abortion, or not abortion, um, or against that, uh, against that too. What? But yeah, no, we're against. Um, we're actually divorce. for abortion. Yeah, yeah, no. You gotta no. watch our previous video to find out. <laughs> yeah, watch the why I'm pro-choice and pro-abortion. Um, no, uh, the we're we're against divorce. It's just that simple. But we want to talk about. Uh, what what we think about this specific scenario and also you know some people have all sorts of reasons why they they divorced right and we also understand the human element so you know it's it's a bit of a muggy topic but at the same time you know i i and most of us will go back to the bible which says what does the bible say yeah and obviously you guys are not married yes. but it's good to always prepare yourself right. And have these things because, like, uh, like in Russia, it's there's in Russia or in Ukraine, and it's there's a there's a popular saying that says it's it's very difficult in in practice, but then it's easy at war during war, you know. So yeah. basically, when you're still in the training, you're still practicing. It's very difficult, and you're forcing yourself to kind of. Uh, learn certain things but then when finally battle comes or war comes then you're like you already got these you're prepared for it muscle memory yeah and then and then you're and then seems like war is much easier than because you've already prepared for not that marriage is war you know but it's it can resemble sometimes things because the husband and wife they're battling but before we get into that i think it'd be kind of good idea to have um our our new guest um, Ruslan, kind of uh, the question that we asked everybody, you know, that we asked uh, Antoni last time, uh, you know, and we asked everybody else, we went, we went through this, but like according to your understanding or definition, what is a man? I know it's you, but um, I know that you maybe watch, I don't know if you watched the documentary, What is a Woman? <laughs> Have you watched that yet? I haven't watched it, but okay. obviously. It's, but yeah, so uh, so, uh, so that one's like there's a documentary. What is a woman? That's actually a pretty good documentary to watch. Pretty interesting. But we ask everybody, what is a man in your definition? What defines a man, or how should a man be, and how should a man act, and you know, kind of like overall, what 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 kind of what kind of uh, characteristics you think defines a man, except for his pee pee, <laughs> except for his. Oh, pee pee. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, pee pee, peanut butter. Uh, yeah, so I guess I probably have to, you know, I mean, you know, scientifically you could look at it more from the, the, the XY chromosome aspect. But I assume you mean a little deeper than just physical. Yeah, like characteristic. Which I'm not. Or, yeah. There's, there's a, a, a characteristic of who a man should strive to be, I feel like. Yeah. Versus, you know, obviously you're it just because a woman. Per- has those characteristics doesn't make her a man. Uh, what makes her uh, a woman is is her biology. Um, but those characteristics that we look for in a strong man, um, I do believe is 
illustrated in the Bible, so I base it off of my understanding of the Bible, as well as, I suppose, um, who I look up to. So, like, when I see strong men in my life, it's like, okay, what do I, what do I strive to be? That's kind of what I, I, I guess I envision as this is what a man is. And I think the best, the best thing is um, the, the concept of trying to pursue something that is basically a perfect image, even though you'll never achieve that perfect image. Um, I don't. I don't think there's any man on earth currently, uh, except for Jesus, yeah. that ever truly achieved the perfect image of what a man should be. Yeah. Uh, the I, I like. I forget who said it. I think it was Jordan Peterson. But it's like this concept of power under control. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like you're. You have a lot of potential and capacity and capability but it's under control. You're not just emotionally reacting to everything and you pop off on this person, pop off on that person, and then you go cry in a corner or something like, (laughs) um, there's stable, right? Yeah. There's a stability there. There's a stoicism there, but there's also, I think uh, a good man, a strong man also does have a caring element to him too. I think Jesus illustrated that Jesus cared for his disciples. Jesus cared enough about, the world about the people in his flock that he went as far as to die for them so you know yeah. there's also that element to it um if i was trying if i would really try to summarize it i would say it's mostly um following the image that the bible has laid down for us mm-hmm. um, but yeah I would, I would probably probably basically wrap it up with that that's awesome Very good, good answer yeah. i like that yeah i mean we all we all kind of similarly gave similar answers except for you know we talked about a little more minutia like you know getting married you know making sure that you're providing for your family for your you know whatever but at the end of the day what what did we all say it's jesus right jesus is our ultimate everything always um and you know when we first started the show we were leaning more towards like politics and then i realized as like time went on i care less about politics than i care about what i believe so you know, it's, it's like slowly but surely we've kind of switched where we're kind of like in this in-between where we talk about politics, but we talk about politics from what we see from the Christian perspective and from what we see from the biblical perspective, yeah. which is why we end up bringing this up over and over and over again. Right. Um, politics basically come from your belief system. You know, whatever you believe determines how you're going to behave, how you're going to vote, how you're going to do anything right. you know, in your, in your yeah. job, in your career, whatever, in the family, whatever your foundation is, whatever your beliefs are. It's going to roll over into the way you act, the way you think the government should be ran. You know, it's kind of hard to separate those things. Right. They're literally one. So, Dimitri, give us a, uh, give us a uh, rundown of what happened with Ken Hovind, like why he's on his fourth wife. Um, basically, tell us the whole story. Yeah. So, so, like, you know, everyone knows who's so yeah so there's there's a lot of people that make negative videos about dr kehoven there's there's respected pastors and respected leaders that they're like well i'm not gonna let my kids watch his stuff anymore you know and i think that's foolish you know in a way to you know to say that basically based you know um you know you it's it's okay to show your kids 
you know, what, where this person is, you know, uh, went wrong or where, where things lacked. And it's a, it's a kind of a good thing for you to uh, explain these things. So the, your kids do not make, you do not ever make an idol of anybody yeah. for themselves, or they don't like, it's even important for your kids to, you know, talk to your kids. And so they actually see your mistakes. They see you as a parent constantly developing into a better person. You're trying to move up because if you set the standard for your kids, like I am, I am this perfect person you need to do everything as i do and then your kids will see your flaws they'll see what you're doing wrong you know and this idol mentality you're trying to build or this idol image you know you're trying to build in your kids eyes they'll look and they'll get discouraged in you as a parent because we're all we all have sinned and fall short fell short of the glory of god um so you know i see a lot of people attacking Dr. Hoven to the point where they're like, nothing he says is right anymore, you know, because of, because of his marriage issues. And, uh, you know, this is just an example, you know, I guess we're just going to use this as an example. This is not the Dr. Hoven discussing his life show, you know, digging through his trash. <laughs> this is, this is more just as like a, like an intro to kind of in general, you know, our, our thoughts of this whole, what, what happens, why people get divorced. But, um, uh, like what happened with Dr. Hoven? As much as I understand, I have never talked to his wife personally and all this. Um, but as a general, as general, because of what happened with him, because he was going in his ministry and all this, and he was trying to do things uh, according to his understanding and knowledge, you know, that the government did not agree with. You know, they wanted to put him away, so they put him away. And as a result, since his wife, she's in the ministry with him, they gave her some prison time as well she didn't like that very much and one once they got out of prison once she got out of prison and he got out of prison as as far as i understand he was given pretty much an ultimatum to you know pretty much just you know just calm down just stop doing ministry just do things very on a small scale lightly you know all this and just kind of kind of kind of uh, fade out <laughs> slowly you know but he wants to continue and he wants to justify you know what that you know everything that's been done to him is it was was wrong and everything like that um so he didn't want to give up so there's so he had a choice between you know fading out of of everybody's eyes and knowledge versus uh you know uh losing his family and continuing in his ministry and he said he basically that's a very tough decision for him he seems like he said he felt like he would die inside if he just would basically just stop you know, uh, trying to build ministry and do that. So obviously in that situation, you know, things didn't go very well. And his wife's like, well, I'm not going to prison anymore. So <laughs> therefore it's over, you know? So I don't know exactly, exactly how it happened, but yeah. And then he got remarried to another woman who had another ministry and, you know, she's a strong, independent woman doing her ministry and he's a strong, independent guy. So something that men, all men should be, you know, uh, building his own, his own ministry. And I, I guess, you know, there were a lot of misunderstanding there. I heard that there's like some death threats that were 
coming his way or whatever and 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 his wife's like oh i don't want part of this you know so she would she left another lady who came to came in the third wife she came in to be she had a i guess some emotional issues i guess she wanted a little more attention from dr kenhoven as much he as, more than what he could provide for her because he's very focused on the ministry he's looking for somebody to run with him like in a pack you know yeah. uh, kind of that kind of deal and and maybe you know and as natural as a natural rule men are not as emotional as women they don't need as much uh, emotional, emotional attention, attention. Like when men are all about produce, 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 acquire, 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 and you know, and, and, and you know, and, and obviously in those kind of situations, the men are not always able to give their wife as much attention as they maybe should. So I don't know. I guess so there were some emotional things there, and I guess his wife couldn't handle it or whatever. And then the fourth marriage seems like he had a, seems like he found himself a good submissive wife that's willing to run with him and just help him out with building his ministry and all this. And I know that in the Bible that does says that the wife is the helper of a man. So, you know, this world is built by men. Cars, men, phones, men, houses, men, skyscrapers, airplanes. Everything is built by men. And and if the if if everything all of this stuff was built by men and if they were just sitting trying to always, you know, be there for their wife twenty four seven most of the stuff that we have today probably would not be built, you know. So this is a natural thing of man. Obviously, we need to learn how to control this stuff, you know. And the, so, to wrap this all up, basically, uh, you know, there's this conflict. These are the natural conflicts that often uh, happen. You know, where there's, you know, the wife wants the attention, the husband he's trying to build something, you know, and then. Um, yeah, so this is kind of why it works, but, but the Bible does say it's not good for a man to be alone. So what do you do? You get divorced. Things didn't go well. You try your best. You know, I don't know. I don't know all the details, but in general, like, okay, it happened. Divorce has happened. What do you do? Do you stay alone and, you know, set yourself up for, you know, fornication or adultery or, you know, be able to burn? You know, it says it's better to... It's better to get, get married, married than to, than to yeah to burn with passion, you know. So you're because we have this natural desire to uh, be fruitful and multiply, <laughs> you know, just like we have a desire to eat and other desires, you know. So this is something that it's like supposed to be contained in a safe environment where you're just sharing with one person. And that's it, you know. Um, but yeah, this is kind of a run through, general run through according to my limited knowledge of everything that happened. But I think it's foolish to shut Dr. Gehoven off based off of his marriage, you know, because if we if we base it off of that, we'd need to pretty much shut off David, King David, yeah. you know. Maybe we should rip out the pages in the Bible that David, King David mentioned all his psalms. Like, I spit on the psalm. Yeah. He got married many times. Solomon, oh. the wisdom of Solomon. Yeah, wisdom of Solomon. Solomon. Now, just don't listen to it. Don't read that yeah. part of the Bible. There's a lot of, part of the, parts yeah. of the Bible that you're basically not be even reading if we're judging according yeah. to that standard. Especially since those experiences that they had were a direct example of things we can learn. I mean, like Solomon, when he, you know, when, when he proceeds to talk about things in Ecclesiastes, yep. you can see how uh, he seems to most have that perception. It's like, you know, it's probably better just to have one wife and to, yep. to yep. just love her and appreciate her. 
um, there's a fruit of the um, of the negative experience that taught them something. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I find it very interesting that uh, people, especially Christians in particular, they tend to pile on someone's sin. Mm-hmm. When the fact of the matter is, is that we're all sinners. The the Bible literally tells you that from the very beginning. So um, I I will use the same uh, phrase that I loved, and it's from Ken Hovind. Chew the meat, spit out the bones. Mm-hmm. Now, in the whole entire time I've heard about this, I, I don't think he's ever condoned what he's done. He doesn't condone getting married multiple times. He doesn't condone doing any of that. Yeah. From our perspective, all of us, all of us want to be married once, never, ever have any kind of problems and you know, stick with the one. Once married, always married. Yeah, once married, always married. That's, that's, that, that is way better... That mindset is way better than any mindset I've ever seen. The my parents were married um, once, yeah. and then my my dad unfortunately passed away early. Um, but I know for a fact they were never planning to you know leave each yeah. other. Yeah. I know your parents are the same exact way. Exactly. The the fact of the matter is, is if you read the Bible, that's exactly how we're meant to be. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, there are situations where things just go awry or they go a different way, mm-hmm. and it, to me, it's very unfortunate. I mean, obviously, I'm not married. And I, and I say, I preference this always, is the fact is, is that I, because I'm not married, I cannot say how hard or how easy someone gets or ha- has it. I understand that in the moment, sometimes it's easier for you to just say, forget it all. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, it's easier to give but, up. But the Bible does say, husbands, love your wives. Love your wives as... Christ loved the church. Exactly. And that's a commandment. That's like, yes, exactly. Not a feeling. So the, the the way it works is you regardless of how you feel day to day, you are commanded to love your wife. Exactly. Yeah. Now with Dr. Kenhoven's yeah. uh, scenario where his wife gives him an ultimatum where he's either either they're gonna stick together or you know and he drops everything or you know, she leaves him. In a sense, he was being selfish, to be fair. He, he was. I mean, his, his selfishness went as far as, I, do, I feel like I'm going to die if I stop doing what I'm doing. But she was also being selfish. It's, that was a two-way street, like where she's like, okay, well, I'm not willing to give this much for yeah. your ministry. Yeah. Um, which, unfortunately, is how life works sometimes. Sometimes you guys run, you run into an issue where, you know, you have to make a very hard decision. Do I stop what I'm doing, whatever it is, even if it's good for the ministry, whether it's good for God. And then I proceed to, uh, you know, walk away from it all because my wife just doesn't like it. Or do I, you know, say, forget it and I'm going to keep doing what I'm going to do because you know, so many people listen to his sermons. So many people have listened to his uh, his cre- creationist seminars, yeah. and people have changed minds and people have been saved. Yeah, I feel like in that situation, it's not it's not very logical to throw too much blame blame on Kent. If that's if if that, I assume you probably heard the story from Kent himself, right? Yeah. So assuming he, he presented it 
truthfully, yep. I would not throw too much blame on him because he's doing, as far as I can tell, what he was called to do. Like, yep. that's like, like I, I haven't heard the creationist argument as well as I've heard it from Kent. Yep. So it's not fair to throw away basically what, like, a, a perfect will. Like, like no, this, this person belongs here. Yeah. Um, versus she, if she came in and she gave that ultimatum, and yeah. she says, oh, I, I, I will not support you in your, your ministry. Yeah. She's the one who started that divorce. I don't, I don't believe that it's fair to blame him in that situation. The fact that it's happened four times is crazy. I, I think, um, yeah. Or he's, is he on his fourth wife? Yeah, four, so fourth three wife. Three, so it happened three times. Yeah. Um, is crazy, but at the same time, I also understand that, you know, if you if you got divorced, you're probably going to marry a divorced person. Yeah. And if you marry a divorced person, you have entered into the area of people who have the mentality of I don't want to stick this through. Yep. Yeah. Things get hard, and you drop it. Yeah. You know? If so. that door exists for you now, you know, yeah. this is why one of the reasons. You know, it's like I've heard. I remember hearing this um, at a wedding I went to, um, like when I was still like a teenager or something. And they said like, the, even the word divorce or that should not even be in your in your yeah, not even jokingly. You're like, oh, I'll leave you if you do this. Yeah. <laughs> joke, 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 poke, poke. Yeah. You know, that's not even should. That's it that should. Shouldn't, it really should. Yeah, shouldn't even be in a, a joke. That sh that door shouldn't even exist. You know. But, uh, you know, we live in a time when divorce is so easy, uh, like before, you know, before you'd have to come in front of a judge, I don't know, like, I think like prior to 1960s, or I don't remember when it was, but in, in America, if your husband and wife wanted to get divorced, they come in front of a judge, he'd hear both sides, and then he would actually decide if he would even allow somebody to get divorced. You know, which would, which was a very good thing, but right now divorce is so easy, and unfortunately, uh, in in inside, uh, you know, even inside the church, Christ, Christians now it's like you know that door sort of exists there, and I know it's very easy to do. And once somebody have done it once, it's a lot easier to do it again and again. Especially when people get older and their ways are so set, you know, they don't they don't they don't have as much flexibility or you know ability willingness to submit or you know to one another or to you know kind of give grace to each other what's your thoughts on tony yeah, you've been right. quiet i know you have lots of wisdom boiling in there i see steam coming through your through your ears well i think the thing that i can kind of i guess speak a little bit about is we've touched a little bit on it already but um i guess tried to put it a little bit more concise a little bit more clearly um the aspect of, I've heard Roman say this a couple of times before, um, but where we basically put a person on a pedestal, more or less, you know, specifically like a man of God, you know, typically whenever with Christians, you know, uh, we usually put somebody on a pedestal, you know, and then when the guy himself ends up not being perfect, you know, just to make it a little bit easier to say that, and he falls he has sin or anything like that suddenly it's like all of us just go hey yeah no this guy this yeah. guy's on we're talking about let's go ahead and stuff I have. yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly yeah. and i'm just like thinking like look i get the aspect that some people don't necessarily have um what do you call it the patience to deal with these types of people and i would say that's wrong you know i would say that everyone should have grace for these types of people because you yeah. yourself also called short for it but just because, and also this still touches upon what Roman said about where you eat the meat, spit out the bones, just like that, there's also, it 
the same thing applies to even people as well in general, you know? The person itself has a lot of wisdom that he can give, a lot of, you know, teaching that he yeah. can also give you. Um, just because he's not perfect itself does not, not necessarily mean that, you know, you should just cut him off altogether. Dr. Ken Hoban himself has a lot of things that he can teach people, a lot of things that he can set people straight on, you know? Yeah. Just like how everyone has their shortcomings. Like, we've spoken about, like, um, not just Ken Hoban, um, but we've also spoken, like, people like, you know, Christian Prince. We also know about, you know, Stephen Anderson and, you know, just general people that have, you know, a lot more knowledge in specific areas, you know? Yeah. Um, so, like, Dr. Ken Hoban is good with, you know, uh, the... Creation, creation, science, and stuff. Yeah. Exactly, science and whatnot. Um, it's very, very. He's a very well-informed man with that. You know, we look at like somebody like Christian Prince. I have not known him for too long, honestly. You guys just literally introduced him not too long ago. But from what I've seen so far and what I've heard, he's a very knowledgeable man when it comes down to like um, how to disprove, um, you know, Islam. Yep. Um, with all the stuff that he does. Um, so he might not have like a, as I'm not sure, I don't know much about this basically, but if I had to throw it out, maybe he might not have as much knowledge about what the Bible would basically, um, say as concrete as like Steve Anderson, you know, for instance. Yeah. So everyone has a shortcoming, but each person can teach something concrete the, there, yeah. you know? And, and I would, like and that. I'm willing to bet that, that both Christian Prince and Pastor Steven Anderson and now the pastors they also might sin once in a while. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. somewhere. I mean, exactly. if they didn't, the Bible would be a liar, right? We all have sin and fall short. So we should listen to anybody then yeah. if we yeah. go by that. Crucify all Because we're all sinners. Wait, exactly. crucify me too. <laughs> and just like you guys also were talking about with, you know, the story of David. Um, yeah. That is something that you can basically still learn from nonetheless. Yeah. I mean, sure, we know that there have been times in the, um, in the Bible where men, you know, great men, have sinned and fallen, you know, yeah. for this or that. But we can also learn from that too and be like, look, these great people had this kind of sin. Yeah. Yeah. So when you have something like this as well, I understand that it's still bad, but don't beat yourself up too much. Stand back up yeah. and move on again. Yeah. You know, I guess as um, Christians, a lot of Christians would say, stand back up and carry the cross with him exactly. as well. You know? yeah. My big thing is basically about justifying your sin, you know, rather than acknowledging mm, yes. that you stepped in a pile of yes. crap, yep. you start saying, no, it's actually not that bad. You, I recommend you guys stepping on this crap too. It's pretty yeah. nice. You know? it's honestly, so basically that's where it becomes a big deal. And then you need to be publicly shamed for that. You know? Yeah. It's honestly a very fine line between like justifying it and knowing that, like I said before, you know, when you look at these great men and you see that they've fallen or they've come short of this or yeah. that, you know, People look at that and they're like, oh, well, since he did it, it's okay if I do it. It's yeah. like, no, that's not what it is. Exactly. It is. It's a fine line between the two where you basically look at somebody that's great and being like, oh, well, he fell. So that means I could fall too and it won't be a problem. Versus actually looking at it and be like, okay, he fell. I fell as well. Yep. But in the end, we still know that we both did wrong, you know, but we will still try to find that line again of good and just walk that line. Like, for, like Jesus Christ, he came from the tribe of Judah, right? Uh, so basically uh, Jacob's son... Judah, you know, so Jesus came from tribe of Judah, also came from through the through David, through uh, King Solomon. King Solomon basically was born, um, you know, out of uh, King Solomon was actually born out of um, adultery, basically. Everything um, just, uh, just uh, sorry, guys, we got some technical difficulties. Glitch, glitch. So how are you guys doing <laughs> while we're waiting? Yeah, that's all you want to take. It's all good. It's fine. Yes. We can we can uh, do another clap. We can, okay. or we can keep talking because this is reality, and sometimes in life, yeah. everything's not perfect and polished, right? Yeah.
So we had a few technical difficulties. It happens, uh, you know, like last time our cameraman fell asleep. This time my computer <laughs> fell asleep. So, you know. Someone's always falling asleep. Yeah, someone falls asleep. I'm sure somebody's watching this falling asleep. Are <laughs> we oh, <you> that boy? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? If they fall asleep and hear this subliminally, great. I mean, then maybe they'll learn something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you were talking about Solomon and uh, other stuff, right? So, yeah, I was just saying that. So, so Jesus basically came through the tribe of Judah and Judah he literally went to sleep with a prostitute yeah you know I mean and obviously that's something that horrible he did that's not a good thing and and, and he it ended up not being a prostitute it ended up being the, the uh, um, you know his his wife yeah basically yeah. he was supposed to you know so because he didn't want to give her children all this um, but so, you know, he actually went to a process and like imagine, you know, something happened where one of the people we are listening, like Dr. Kehoven, instead of getting married, he started going to prostitutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's like, well, I've only been married once, but I'm going to prostitutes, you know. Right, yeah. and so he never got married again, but he's quietly going to prostitutes. Yeah, so did, Jesus was still born through that lineage, you know. Was it, was it his, uh, his wife? I don't thought, I thought it was like his daughter-in-law or something like that basically yeah, was, that he was trying yeah, to pass on to yeah, it, just wanted to make sure that I think it was the daughter-in-law yeah. yeah it was that yeah, he was trying to pass that off to his son basically well yeah they, they were technically I think it was a work in progress it was yeah. not like yeah. cemented yeah. in yet um, I I do remember but his intention yeah, yeah. was to sleep with yeah. the yeah. prostitute yeah. 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 that's, that's, the, yeah, yeah, that's the main point so it's like God don't even know bottle you know somebody out there is going to say that you guys are yeah. Talking all this stuff, you guys don't even know the Bible. Go read the Bible, you know. Yep. Turn it off. But yeah, so so basically, the point the point is that uh, you know everybody sins. The main thing is not to not to sugarcoat sin, and this is why you know a lot of people get on us like, oh, once saved, always that means you can go and just sin whatever. You're like, no, we don't believe that. I believe that God harshly punishes his children for sinning yep. and you know and once you understand that thing you, once you understand you know god's grace you know you tend to even get more stricter on sin but well and also like john 14 like today i was reading that it talks about how like if you love god you will follow his commandments like yep. at the end of the day you will try your very best we we are saved through grace yep. by faith that is absolutely true but if you don't love God, did you ever truly believe yep. that you were saved through grace? I mean, this this becomes a fine line where I, I'm not the judge. I'm not the jury. I can just tell you, you know, believe it in your heart, you know, and say it, and you will be saved. But then what's really on the inside of you, that's up to you. Yeah. And but, some people even do it to apply the, the doctor can hope. It's like, I don't even know if he's saved now, yeah, you know, yeah. because because he... He got to remarry the, for the fourth, fourth time. time, yeah. So he's married on his fourth wife, and now people are already trying to say that right. they don't even know if he's married, if he's saved because he has yeah. his, his, he's on his fourth wife. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people, for example, Donald Trump, they don't like as well. So they find something about them that they don't like, and even though they're standing for amazing things, helping out, you know, changing the world, but then like they find the sin, and then all of a sudden they just disregard them. Right. Right. I mean. 
And and it's easier to do that because of the fact that again the Bible does is very hard on sin. Yeah, as, and you know, good. And, good. And, and and that's exactly what we want to be. We want yeah. to be hard on sin. Absolutely. But sometimes we overdo it. You know, um, sometimes we. <laughs> exactly. No. So sometimes we we over overdo it to the pack to the point where you know someone has done. A, a lot of wonderful things. Someone has evangelized to so many people. Someone yeah. has changed the mindset of so many people because they were biblically accurate. Yep. And then we get hung up on their on their thorn or their little yeah. their little uh, you know little bri- uh, what is it called? The little uh, Bruce Longos. What is it? No. Uh, you you were trying to say the whole thorn in the flesh probably that is like no, uh, no thing in your eye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, the, no, uh, the mode in the eye. Yeah, the, the, the mode. Is that what it's called? Yeah. So, the yeah. So, so we we see a you know a mode in someone's eye, and we don't realize we have a lock. You know, because it's not just that. I mean, there's pride. There's you know anger. There's lust. There's jealousy. There's so many other things that we do as humans. And we do them over and over and over again. And then we proceed to pretend like none of that really matters. Yeah. Now, to be fair, and I, and I, and I, and I cannot stress this, stress this enough. I do believe that if, if you have a pastor who then proceeds to cheat on his wife, gets remarried, I don't know that they should be in the pastoral role. Like that's yeah, the course. Bible yeah, actually yeah. talks against that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying that, you know, if you guys have a pastor who's now proceeded to cheat or get remarried and, you know, I don't think you should be really for that. And he probably stops talking about that. Well, the Bible is pretty clear on that. That guy should not. The, yeah, the, yeah. Pa- he should not be in a position of yeah. pastor. Yeah, he should yeah, step down yeah. as pastor. Sure. We, we, yeah, there's, there is a, you know, we all give try to give grace to each other as much as right. possible. You know, it says if your brother is in sin, you know, and then you go and warn him and he does not listen. Right. And you get, you know, a witness. You go to people, warn your brother or whatever. And they, they, and they refuse to change and they refuse to repent. Eventually, you kind of just want to distance yourself yep. away from him so he does not affect other people in, you know, in your flock or whatever. Because you don't want that bad leaven to spread yep. amongst yourself. Yep. You know, so you kind of consider them as a heathen. You know, yep. Yep. you don't right. even want to sit down and to eat with them. You know, if somebody's if somebody's promoting promoting singer, right? Singer, yep. right? But, but if we need to understand that you know, we all have the understanding of perfection. You know, we are created in the image of God. God gave us a conscience and you know, uh, uh, his law is written on our hearts. We have the law that we can look into. But still, but, dude, you yeah. should also build on that nonetheless. Even though, let's just say somebody does leave, make sure that it is, you know, we, we all are aware that if they ever do get back to how the righteous path itself would be, that we welcome them and we basically, like, forget yeah. the, all the previous stuff that they had. Yeah. So let's just say, like, now you have a friend that's, a you know, maybe a fornicator, you know, just slept around and whatnot, but eventually he got married. At that point, you can invite him back in. Everything's all good, and you forget about all those past attempt or all those previous uh, fornication things. Simplest thought: where you could just forget and move on. You know, yeah. You don't want to keep bringing it back up and like kind of just keep jabbing him with a knife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Against the rest of their life. You're not perfect. Remember? (laughs) Well, and I remember you're not perfect either. Ow! Well, I'll hit you in order. Well, I think it's it's funny because that that is that is how it works, isn't it? Like. 
we're we're quick to forgive ourselves. Yeah, exactly. But very hard, very very hard for it's very hard for us to forgive anyone else. Yeah. You know, it's like oh well, remember they failed that yeah. one time. Oh yeah, how many times have you failed today alone? Yeah. Yep. Like, how many times did you think something you shouldn't have? Yeah. How many times did you? Did you snap at your wife today? Did you snap at your brother today? Did you snap at your sister today? That's not great. You really shouldn't be doing that. Exactly. Oh, oh, you, you did. You snapped at me this morning. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Deal with it. Deal with it. Okay. But but yeah, so that's that's an example, right? Yeah. Like where where we we all try to strive to be good and try to strive to fulfill the com- commandments. Yeah. Knowing full well we will fail. Because not only does it say so in the Bible, multiple times, you can see it in your own life. We'll never reach perfection. Why we're perfect is through Jesus. Through Jesus. Mm -hmm. Through through his blood. So So now we have to talk about the ones who say, okay, well, if we're never going to reach perfection, why even try? try? That's another one of those uh, arguments we've probably heard so many times. I've heard it. Gosh, I've heard it multiple times. I've, I, I, you know, we have aunts and uncles who are very, um, uh, very stuck in uh, condemnation through sin mm-hmm. kind of mindset, where they truly they believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins, yeah. right? But they believe that they're condemned through their sin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know they'll they'll proceed to say works based salvation or sin. Or condemnation through sin, basically right. same thing. Sin, yeah. Sin-based damnation. Or yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 We have those. <laughs> but I also think it's very important for, as you guys can see, this is the second time we have this kind of a uh, meeting where, like, all us men get together, you know, having a yearly, and I think it's very important for, for guys to sometimes take a small vacation with a good group of people, not like. Yeah, you know, it's good to once in once in a while, you know, guys just kind of separate themselves and take a vacation. We have a lot of some people that judge us because of this, um, but uh, you know, if you're getting together with with God fearing men who are striving to to you know get make get better and get closer to God, you know, it, it's a good thing to once in a while have like a a man retreat. Um, because where you can openly discuss certain things with each other, what everybody's kind of going through, you know, we kind of support everything, you know, so support each other, or at least, you know, through, you kind of find out that you're all quietly kind of going through a very similar thing. Um, because most men, they're so divided and they're so alone and men are just taught to just kind of hold everything in, inside. Like for example, Dr. Kenhoven, you know, I don't know how many people he has that he can share his heart with or you know be, you know because he's like his entire the entire pretty much the entire world is on each man's shoulders you know the entire the man knows he has to protect his family feed his kids you know put a roof over their head and help basically make sure they're educated make sure nobody harms them you know make make sure that the, you know kind of has to keep an keep an eye out you know what's going on in politics and all this other stuff you know, and and a man is never allowed to show any weakness, any, any cry, and all this. And we're all for men being very masculine and strong. But I think there's a lot more strength in an army, you know, of like-minded men who who prioritize the Bible and who are basing their understanding of everything based on the Bible, the Word of God. Um, so, 
uh, I know we kind of touched a little on this, but so like why why it's important for men to kind of have these retreats, not to have a retreat and just become just do retarded things because there's a lot of men right. who do seek yeah. to fulfill the, the lusts yeah. the lusts not, and desires yeah. of their flesh, but instead these should be more like how do we properly control and properly direct you know uh, you know the strength that we have you know the, the capabilities that god gave us yeah. you know and uh so i think this is something that is a positive thing that you know men kind of have these kind of retreats i still think uh we should answer the question of uh you know where people say well why should i even try why should you even try well basically it's like if i'm if i take a shower and i'm gonna get dirty again why should i even take showers yeah, <laughs> right yeah and I mean, that is that is a very good uh that is a very good analogy of life right i mean right. we're yeah we're all gonna get eventually dirty but yeah. you take a shower because you understand that you know no one likes you being yeah. dirty it's a, it's a slippery slope you know it's like the the more the, if you allow yourself to kind of sin eventually sin will destroy you and you and you often will take people along other yeah. people along with you and, so oh, sorry. and because you love Jesus it's almost like hey, well if you're going to be your parents kid regardless if you are nice or not nice to them like why try yeah. why not just be a jerk and you know well, because if you actually love, you know, you want to show your appreciation yeah. and love to, to the Father, you will keep my commandments, mm -hmm. you know, so you will do these things. It's not you're doing that because it's going to earn you your salvation. You're doing it because you love God, you know, yeah. same thing, you, you treat your parents and your friends nice because that means something to them, you know. Maybe even another two types of things. Um, did you want to say something as well? Uh, you could go first. <laughs> so basically one of which is a lot of people have a lot of respect for Paul, right? And Paul himself said, you know, I, what was, how does he say, he's like, um, do we sin for the sake of grace? God forbid. I yeah. might be misquoting that. I, I know I am. But yeah. so there was do, that. So we sin on purpose in yes. for grace to be revealed, basically, so to just show how much grace God has. Yeah. I don't know. Some, but in those kind of terms. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that would be one of the, what do you call it, reasons. Some people, you know, basically go out and they say, well, I really respect Paul, you know, he yeah. has done this, he's accomplished all of this, and this is also a man that, um, which I guess is technically speaking the exception to, remember when I was talking about how um, a man should be married on the previous thing? Yeah. He would be the exception to that because he is not married, but I would still consider him a man, you know? Yeah. He knew how to take care of a lot of people, he showed that he basically almost, he acted like a dad to a lot of other guys as well, and he even said stuff like, you know, I, I've sired... Um, I think, was it Ones Onesimus? I forget exactly what some of the names, but there have been times where he basically has, um, you know, been treated or he was acting like a father figure to a lot of these churches, a lot of these yeah. people. Um, but anyway, so because that, a lot of people had a lot of respect for him. So because of that, people put him on a pedestal, which is fine as long as you accept that, you know, he's not perfect either. And he himself yeah. has made it very clear that he was not. Yeah. So because some his word carried so much weight, Sometimes people took some of his commandments to be, you know, well, a lot of times people took his commandments to be very, um, uh, something that you have to basically follow. And one of which was what we just talked about. Yeah. And now the other aspect as well as to why you do not want to sin is maybe make it very straightforward. Like, you know, um, God is your father. You are the son. Yeah. And you are like a child to him. If a child does something stupid, you know, and the father sees this, 
he's going to make sure that, you know, you learn your lesson. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you might not, and you might be that unruly child that just needs to keep yeah. getting a beating, you know? Yeah, and the good, healthy fear of God. That's yeah, awesome. do, you, do you want your life to be miserable? Is that basically yeah. what, you know, is, is going through your head? Like, oh, yeah, no, we should just... Yeah, suppose just... suppose your wife, she said, no matter what, I will never leave you, yeah. you know? I Since we're speaking on divorce, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if your wife made that promise and you just knew that she's never going to leave you no matter what. Does that mean you're just going to automatically just let yourself go, become like an obese, lazy guy who just laying there, just doing nothing, you know, covering themselves with <laughs> basically the blanket because there's no, no clothes that fits you anymore, you know, and, you know, and then eventually you lose your house and everything else. Like, well, you said you're never going to leave me, so I'm going to put that to the test. Right. So this is the exact same thing. Like, well, if you're saved by grace alone, not the works, why even try? It's like... It's like, are, are, it's like, do you absolutely, are you craving do you to be an absolute, yeah. do you, are you craving to be an absolute sinful piece of garbage? Yeah. You know, it's like, is, are you like, are you like a swine that's just looking at that dirt? Well, then you might be just, a, then you might just be a reprobate, you know? And, and you know what's interesting is that like, you know, there's even a lot of atheists nowadays yeah. who will, t- who will like admit that the Christian lifestyle is like literally the best. Yeah. Because of the fact that they tend to have more successful marriages. They tend to have a more uh, healthy lifestyle. Happier marriage. They have happier marriages. I mean, happier lifestyle too. Like it it just, overall, you're more fulfilled. Mm -hmm. It's healthier. You're better. Like for example, none of us have AIDS. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) There's like natural punishment that comes along. Because you still got to... Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're still gonna get punished on this earth, you know. You might have you have an eternal salvation, right? yeah. but doesn't mean you're not gonna get some spankings on this earth. Yeah, you can have some terrible years. Like yeah. like what's his name? Remember, uh, he's like, God, can you give me another? You know, can you give me more time? God gave him more time. He should have just left ten years <laughs> prior <laughs> yeah. to that. And then like they the just keep happening. Wasn't he after that? So his guy, yeah, yeah, God gave him like extra fifteen years, yeah. but he ended up like screwing up like really yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fifteen years. Um, but yeah, that's uh, clever <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's 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 a nice little topic, and it's also a nice little reminder to us that we none of us are perfect, and also sometimes you you have to be able to still understand and still be able to take something from someone. Now, if they're terrible on doctrine, and plus they're just a terrible person, yeah, keep your kids away from them. You know, I I, I there are some examples. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to say a name, Joel Olstein, he's not very biblically accurate. He will twist the Bible to meet his own needs. Um, so, a motivational speaker. He only cares about sharing what the Bible says if he can twist it to something that's right. very yeah, yeah. pretty. Yeah, exactly. So, so at the end of the day, he won't call out sin. He'll just tell you how great of a person you are, which is not helping you. It's right. not helping it's, anyone it, else. It, his church is something more like... You go to his church, let's say for ten years, your Bible knowledge, like your Bible knowledge, is not going <laughs> to increase. Bible knowledge it's, is not going. It's not going to grow at all. Yeah. You're just going to leave that church, or you're going after ten years, you'll just like know about positive thinking. Yeah. You know that eventually God will help you financially, and God will have your fit your favor in His mind all the time. You know things are supposed to work out really good if you do things. Some correctly. people it will work out well. Yeah. Other people. 
they'll just sit there and they'll torture through it for years and feel like their lives never got better and they'll end up hating Christianity yeah, because exactly. their life never got yeah. better. Yeah. I thought God promised me a happy, healthy, wealthy life. Exactly. Yeah. And because they never built their foundations on, on the Word, which yeah. is, again, the Bible, which is very important for Christianity, that's a problem. That's why, like, personally, I would say stay away from Joel Olstein, personally, because he doesn't teach the Bible enough. Yeah. Uh, go to a church that's very biblically accurate. Yeah. If you're an atheist... Watch someone who's very biblically accurate. Yep. And Steven Anderson. I know a lot of people hate him. Yep. But he's very biblically accurate. Yep. It's just that simple. Hey. Anyway, uh, um, on hey, that yeah. note, I think, you know, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for, you know, um, showing up. And hopefully you made it all the way through to the end. We are going to be posting this on there uh, with another video on Rumble. And uh, when we do get another, uh, another YouTube channel... Uh, hopefully you will find us and subscribe to us there too. Um, we thank you so much. Again, we're just going to sign off um, from me and everyone else here. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you all later. See you. Bye.